Hey guys, this is episode 252. Part two. That's right. Of a Oscar preview two-parter. We now pick it up where we left off with our guest, Doug Benson. Right now, go. Best foreign language film of the year, Ida from Poland, Leviathan from Russia, Tangerines, Estonia, Timbuktu, Mauritania, country I've never heard of, and Wild Tales <laughs> from Argentina. Also uh, a country I've never Mauritania, heard of. Mauritania, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, every every title except for every name of the country except for Poland ends in uh, A I A. Uh but uh it's I think it's pronounced Ida. That's how the woman said it right before uh moments later she and called Golden Dick Globe. Pope Dick Poop Golden when they were <laughs> announcing the <laughs> nominees. Well in Golden Globes they called that one a Leviathan. Instead of Leviathan. Oh, instead of Leviathan. Yeah. Who was it that was doing that one? That was the Golden Globes when they were announcing. No, uh, the was there a presenter or was it the it was the, the voiceover the, the announcer? Voiceover, yeah, that's that guy's job is to well, say, say it right. I think that guy was probably right. Tangerines. Yeah. <laughs> Timbuktu. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen any of these. I will say that on our message boards, the movie Ida was talked about a lot. Ida. Ida. Yeah. I, I think. Go. I don't know. Tangerines. Uh, but. I'm gonna just go Will. I'm gonna just go Ida because it's the only thing I've heard about. <laughs> the only thing you've heard about it is the name, and you keep saying it wrong. Uh, idea, I think, is my, is my pick. Um, I'm Force go the same, majeure. Same Force reason. majeure was the big snub this right. year. Everybody right. raves about right. that. I haven't seen it yet, but uh, it's um, it's on demand right now, so I'm gonna check it out soon because I hear it's great. So again, I'm just twisting in the wind on this thing. I don't know anything about any of these movies. And uh, but I agree with Graham. I'm gonna go with Ida. Yep, same reason. <laughs> Good luck with your Oscar pools this year, everybody. Yeah, I, hey, uh, wouldn't it? Be, <laughs> don't don't blame us. Wouldn't it be great after the nominees are announced that you could actually buy and watch on demand all of these films? That'd be smart. Well, we're headed there. Definitely, we're like, not like, getting there quick enough. Like like Gone Girl had a big. DVD splash release the you know uh, two days before the nominees were announced, kind of hoping to be that movie where even once it gets nominated for best picture it'll clean up and uh, yeah and VOD and it's already a huge hit though I don't feel sorry for that movie at no. all mm-hmm. or David Fincher like people think that was a big snub uh, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't agree that, but that Gone Girl is a great example of why the Academy is nominating eight or ten movies and they don't and show then up they anyway. did, and then they didn't yeah. do it I know yeah. they should just say it's ten. Just right. make just say it's yeah, ten, and then we fill gotta 10. fill ten spots. Because that's the other yeah. crazy thing about it is the way the voting works is everybody has to pick their favorite movie. You have to pick a, a number one, and then the the movie that gets the most number ones is automatically in. And then and then they go through these series of things where well now let's see which movie got the most number two votes, and which movie got the most number three votes. It's a and weird it's this system, crazy ass system where they yeah. arrive at this these eight movies. Ugh. And then leave out, you know, two or three of the best movies of the year. I mean, Lego Movie also could have been, as far as I'm concerned, a nominee for uh, uh, Best Picture. Yeah, because it's mm-hmm. it's groundbreaking, and that's you know that's what Boyhood is, right? Um, and it takes twice as much time to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I'd rather watch Lego Movie twice than Boyhood once. <laughs> Achievement in film editing: American Sniper, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Whiplash. Man. See, Whiplash is where that could sneak in because of the whole idea of, uh, you know, just how those scenes are so, it's so much music and so charged and uh, the editing is so quick. But everyone is going to think that Boyhood, that the main reason it works is because some woman named Sandra Adair spent 14 years... Putting together all the well, pieces. Well, that actually is a big accomplishment. I mean, if yeah. you think about that. That's what I'm saying is it's just like in terms of just – and, you know, I think the Academy loves Boyhood because what actor wouldn't want to be a part of that? Right. It was an actor showcase, you know, the oh, yeah. fucking two, Definitely. two crazy dads that show up. Those guys yeah. both got had juicy parts. Mm-hmm. And then, what, and then the, just this, this idea that you could like – age without having to put on makeup. Although in the last scenes of Ethan Hawke, he, it looks like they put a, a, you know, it looks like he grew a mustache and he put a little gray in his hair just to, just because he's hard to sell the aging thing with, 
because he's just one of those guys. It's just going to be Always a handsome, young-looking yeah. guy yeah. for yeah. his whole life, right? Uh-huh. You know, so he doesn't age a fucking minute in that in that in that movie. Well, maybe that should have been under. And neither does Patricia Arquette, to be honest with you. Well, then maybe that should have been under makeup and hairstyling. They should have been nominated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Boyhood on a should will. Yeah, me should too. will. Yep. Three way should will. Oh wow. <laughs> Okay, next category, best sh- documentary short subject. Ugh. <laughs> Which one sounds the most depressing? Read them. Um, Crisis Hotline, Veterans Press 1. Sold. Joanna. Boo. Uh, Our Curse. Mm-mm. The Reaper. Mm. And White Earth. Crisis Hotline, Veterans yeah. Press 1. It's going to be that Should one. will. Chris, where do you think? You in, you in? Yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> No dissenting opinion. Best documentary feature, Citizen Four, Finding Vivian Mayer, Last Days in Vietnam, The Salt of the Earth, Virunga. Virunga. I bet you there's at least 50 documentaries a year that would be worthy of this prize. Yeah. Because documentaries are so good these days. They don't, they don't get financed and finished unless some shit went down. Right. Unless they've got something to talk about. Every once in a while. Yeah, the festivals. Like my documentaries squeak through without uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, it's – and the the thing about the documentary is they – a bunch of them make big buzzes at the big festivals because people come out of a documentary going, no way, because it's usually some like provocative political thing. It gets you fired up. Yeah, social More so than a a, movie with a... Which would be... uh, Made up story. Right, or even a biopic. I guess that's why the biopics tend to get a little more traction anyway is because, oh, that happened. Right. But that's why the documentary is like... Based on a true story. And the uh, the documentaries that always bust through hard are uh, are like a, boy, I had no idea that this was happening at SeaWorld or wherever to make you go born into brothels, whatever makes you go, Jesus, you know? Yeah. When we were kings, this is going, I'm going way back, but when we were kings, it's like, man, I didn't know there was all that lead up to that fight. And it's also yeah, that's figure, an amazing movie. It, it's like to also watch all these. It's like, well, how many disturbing movies can I watch in mm-hmm. one season? Mm-hmm. You know, to put them all together, they tend to be a little disturbing. But uh... and, and here's the other thing too with documentaries, because they don't get wide releases typically, they automatically the distribution deals, as we're finding out, and as I'm sure you know too, Doug, are like. You go right to cable. You go right to video demand. There isn't this like rollout, so people can be like, "Oh no, I already saw that. I saw that nine months ago when I it was on Showtime, or I I got it on. It's already on Netflix or whatever." So I, I think there's more ex- accessibility. There, to that. There's an irony to that that they're actually getting easier to see than yeah. some of the but other. But there's films. like a you have to be there's like a select group of people that nominate the the documentaries too because there's a real emphasis on making them watch all of them. Right. They used to do this thing and that's what Roger Ebert railed against. They used to do this thing where they they get everybody together in a room and they'd watch documentaries and if everybody turn a certain number of people turn their flashlights that they're holding on that they'd stop that documentary and move on to the next one. Wow. Really? I think so, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was a really shitty way to judge. Because <laughs> if it's a good documentary, the, the, the real power is in the ending of it or towards the ending. Of yeah, it, you where, know? where you're headed. Yeah. So I, I, think the, 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 I think the Academy loves making a political stake, statement in this category, which is why Citizen Four, I think, is going to be the... I just think it's just the biggest story. Yeah. You know, uh, Snowden is a big story, and people have, you know, I'm sure the movie... It definitely resonated around the world, that story. Yeah, so I, I, I just think that that's... Uh, if it doesn't win, it's just because one of these other documentaries has some aspect to it that we now just I don't actually, know about because we haven't seen any. Well, I actually saw Varunga. Okay. And it is a very disturbing one. And What's it it's about? A, it's about uh, basically the Congo and how uh, um, there's this is the only place where there's mountain gorillas left, but there's all this shit going on where you have this national park, but it's basically under siege from everything from rebels to the government to oil companies trying to get in, and they're trying to preserve it. But these park rangers are armed with rocket launchers and machine guns trying to protect not only the area, but also the uh, the gorillas, and they also take in the gorillas, but... You know, then they hear firing as the rebels and the government are fighting. And you, you, it pretty much brings up the whole, uh, I'll talk about it more on another episode, but it brings up this whole thing about this country where 
it's basically under siege. There's no one in charge of countries like these. Down, right. you have uh, you have a central government, but you also have rebels, and you also have oil companies, and you also have oil companies kind of funding and um, bribing the rebels. Wait, to, are you to saying under- an oil company <laughs> is doing something? Yeah, uh, illegal. No, yeah, to wait, uh, to buddy. undermine the um, the park, but the park then the head of the park is like a Belgian guy. Like so, it's the, it has this. And weird I'm sure the government's all international been off and oh, shit. Yeah, it has this weird international flair, but an international problem where um it the the documentary makes some excellent points in the uh in the film is this your should will then well i don't know i haven't seen the other one uh enough of the other ones though but what i what what i really loved about this documentary was that it showed you know as the gorillas were getting sick or they were also they also have to fight poachers too Mm -hmm. and all this Mm -hmm. crazy stuff and they said even the rebel groups they're all motivated everyone's motivated by money and greed whether it's a rebel group or the oil company but it showed and, and this is very accurate. The health of the gorillas, because they're part of where everyone lives, also shows the health of the country and how everyone else is doing and all the refugees pouring out and how the war tears apart this entire country from the inside out. It has to do with the wildlife and the gorillas mm-hmm. and everything and everything ties together. And there's some horrible, horrible stuff when you hear on hidden camera, like the oil companies, security people, and the executives, how they pretty much talk about how the people that live there are animals and can't govern themselves and how the Europeans should really just come in and kind of take it over for them. You'd be doing them a favor. Like there's some crazy speeches in this movie to get caught. And then, of course, there's a rebuttal from the oil company at the end. Uh, I'm not spoiling anything saying, oh, those people no longer work for us. We always work in the in the structure of the international law. And I'm like, no one's even believing you. Who are you even talking to at this point with your propaganda? There's no one on the planet that believes it. So who'd they interview? Nathan Thurm? Yeah. So it's um it's a it's a good documentary. It's actually on Netflix right now. You could watch this one. So what on do you pick right now? So I I'm gonna pick uh, Citizen Four just because, like Doug said, it is the biggest story. But all right, achievement and direction. Yeah, and maybe Snowden will come out to accept. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll Skype in, or they'll yeah. yeah they'll Skype him in from Russia. Is he still in Russia? I think um, achievement and directing, uh, Alejandro Inaratu for Birdman. Uh, Dickie Links for Boyhood, mm-hmm. uh, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, Wes Anderson Grand Budapest, and Morton Tiedlum for Imitation Game. Well, Foxcatcher's in trouble because, uh, and Bennett Miller, who's a great director, but um, the I think the director winning when the movie wasn't even nominated for Best Pictures happened like once or twice in the history of the Academy, I right. think. It's right. pretty rare. So... That lets him out. And then... I think it's a dead heat between Linkletter and Inaratu. Well, the thing about... It's funny Imitation Game is in there because I haven't seen it yet, but it just sort of... It was... A lot of people were predicting it would get nominated. Like, it felt like a sure thing. And I guess that's just because it's the kind of movie that the Academy likes. Because when you look at these other four movies, uh, those directors brought something really different right. to the table. It's, yeah. Those are all movies that like could not have been made by another director. But some other British dude who knows his shit and is a good director could have made the imitation game. I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah. No, no. The imitation <laughs> like, game. You know, it's, a, it's a good film, but you it's... gotta love Morton Tilden. <laughs> Tilden. But uh I haven't seen it yet, so it's, it, it's no, just a guess. No, you're right though. It is it is a good film, but all of these you're the like you said, all four people, I mean Grand Budapest Hotels we talked about is very inventive. What what uh Bennett Miller got out of Steve Carell, Mark Ruffalo, and Channing Tatum is amazing. The the obviously the twelve year span of of Boyhood is amazing. <laughs> Birdman, one continuous shot. I mean, from a directing standpoint, like that's amazing. And they and that they can cut a trailer that's beautiful and interesting and doesn't look like it's a movie that's supposed to be one continuous shot right. is also amazing. Because you know you take a movie with one continuous shot like Alfred Hitchcock's Rope. Mm-hmm. And they had to make everything as simple as possible. And there's right, no sure. there's no beautiful cinematography and amazing no. stuff going one on. Guy's, it's two guys like in there a is room. in Birdman. Well, Birdman ended up for me when I went to see it, it ended up being more claustrophobic and people just sitting around talking yeah. than I expected it to be. But I also think that we may be making a mistake by not click checking off Birdman in more categories because we haven't picked it for anything so far. 
and, this is where they and I think that I think that the actors and directors and writers love it. all love it. Love Absolutely it. love it because it's also kind of kind of it's kind of in that inherent vice category of it doesn't make complete sense. Right. So you can kind of sit there and be like, "Hey, that's trippy," you know, like try to read trying to figure it. out. Yeah, reading into it, trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. But then it's also just so nuts and bolts about actors and the theater. They spend so much time in that Broadway theater that that's why show people they're going to love it, it so much. That was my kind of my problem with it. I had a similar thing with you as I was like expecting a little something different and it ended up just being about like Broadway politics. But I think that's going to resonate with all these voters to where they're going to pick this. I just yeah, I, I you know directing could be directing and best picture could be like a split where they give best picture to Boyhood and directing to uh, Birdman, and that's also where oh that could be that's where American yeah. Sniper's in trouble for best picture is Clint Eastwood didn't get nominated for director right and but then again the stats don't make sense because it used to be five and five so you can't really say uh, when the, with this eight, um, eight movie thing you know with directing I'm just going Boyhood should and will all right. I'll go Will on Boyhead, but you're never going to get a should out of me. <laughs> What's your should? Um, I, you know, I really should see Imitation Game before I weigh in. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, no, I actually, I, I got to see Foxcatcher. I got to see Imitation Game. I'm really, I'm really behind. This is bad. You son of a bitch. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> so you're just going to go with a straight wood on Boyhood. I'm going to go with a Will on Boyhood, and and because I and a recuse I think, your should. <laughs> I mean, in, in the case of Birdman and Boyhood, just. Those guys having to explain to anyone what it is they're trying to do and then do it. Right. They both made the movie they want to make, I think. Yes. No, no, they did. <laughs> and so it's a pretty amazing achievement on both parts. And that it got any attention from the world and then all these nominations is another, is another thing. Yeah. It's really, uh, you know, good, good job. I mean, who wouldn't go? I would never not want to see the next Linklater or Inaratu movie. Right. I just do it, even though. And also, his Alejandro Inarritu, his previous movies were fucking bummers. Yeah, like serious hardcore bummers. Did he do Babel? He did Babel and Twenty One Grams. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, those were a fuck, fucking heavy movies. They were indeed. So the fact that <laughs> the fact that he turned around and made a, this really weird, fluid uh, comedy is really uh, no. He's a guy I will see no matter what because yeah, I know yeah. it'll be inventive, even if it kind of misses the mark for me. I know it'll be interesting. All right, costume design. We've got Grand Budapest Hotel, Inherent Vice, Into the Woods, and Maleficent, and Mr. Turner. You know this will go to Into the Woods. I don't know. No, I don't I think thought, it will. I think I think yeah. Budapest or Maleficent. No, it won't go to Maleficent. Maleficent. Honestly, the costumes were a little overblown. But this is the thing. <laughs> but no, but that's the, the thing. thing. Yeah. Oh, this, is, no, this is the thing. Murray Valeriano said when his wife was uh, was a costume designer was nominated for True Grit, and it's similar to sound. The big crazy outfits no. are going to get. That's what wins. Okay. So right, she didn't win for True Grit. No. Right? Uh, that that doesn't. But True Grit, you could see why that got in there. Anything that's like a period movie, where like mm-hmm. you know the whole movie, everybody's got to have cl- clothes that sure. were invented or found, is uh, is is hard work. And all right, you guys but, are but, to, and it's but, that would. guys are starting to convince me. But I'm not trying to convince you on Into the Woods. <laughs> no, not on Woods. Maleficent. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, but. Grand Budapest Hotel is non- nonstop costumes. It's great. Like everybody's got, nobody's walking around in an outfit they showed up in. I'll tell you what, and doing. everything is designed from scratch in Grand Here's Budapest Hotel. You Budapest. know, Melissa Maleficent, uh, Angelina Jolie won't wore her own clothes. <laughs> she just drove to the set. <laughs> you said that so deadpan. I was yeah. like, wait, what? Doug have inside intel on this? Yeah. Here's what I'm doing. That little vial of blood around her neck. Is uh, Billy Bob Thornton's. <laughs> oh, she no. still has that in, oh, in Maleficent. Well, all right. Makes sense. She uses it for potions. Yeah. Budapest is my should. Into the Woods is my will, because it's Colleen Atwood. How much of a bummer was it that it was funny that uh, Billy Bob Thornton had such a quick speech on uh, Golden oh, Globes? Really but I really want to hear from crazy. him. I no, love that really guy. I hear him say something nuts. I love hearing him talk. And he would just give the That's love. why he did that, I think, is because he just was, he was like, doesn't want the scrutiny. He was so nuts in Fargo, too. He so was great. Good. He was so good he was like, so like oh my god you i forgot how great a that's like the best performance by anybody last year i thought it was amazing and just him interacting with martin freeman was unbelievable. what are your should so wills good. christopher all right should grand budapest will uh, i'm gonna go uh gonna go i'm gonna go maleficent oh chris no you know what no no I'm, no forget it uh i've 
I, I'm a Grand Budapest should will. I'm, I'm should will. I gotta go Grand Budapest should and will because it's. I believe in that movie too. You want to make it happen? Yeah, I do. You know, I'm putting it's like the a energy out team. there. Yeah, got to root for something. All right, you guys. I guess I'm going out on the ledge with the uh, <laughs> Colleen Atwood. But Inherent Vice, the costumes are really fun. Like it's really it's a you know good right. '70s thing. You know that they do. Achievement in cinematography: Emmanuel Lubezki for Birdman, uh, Robert Yeoman for Budapest Hotel. A bunch of Polish names for Ida and uh, Dick Pope for Mr. Turner and Roger Deakins for Unbroken. I'll tell you right now, should Will Birdman, because the one continuous shot is going to get these cinematographers are all, they're all losing their shit over that. Every cameraman cinematographer that I know is like, have you seen that? Like they don't yeah, care about anything it's else. It's very well done. I, I enjoy that uh, Birdman has that uh, parenthetical title because on award shows they have to read the whole thing every time. <laughs> and I still don't understand even what that's supposed to mean, the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Um, but uh, And Roger Deakins gets nominated Deakins, just on his name. Deakins is the shit. Like he's everybody's favorite cinematographer, so there's a chance he could squeak in on that. People might give uh, Dick Poop the uh, embarrassment <laughs> award for uh, having that happen, but I, I have to agree with Graham that Birdman's a, a should will. I'm gonna like go. that cinematographer made Emma Stone look good. Have you seen her in person? She's dog meat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Dog meat. <laughs> She's what an ugly piece of shit. <laughs> She's dog meat. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, I'm going to go Graham. I'm so glad she doesn't have, that she, that she can't be in any more Spider Man movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that that franchise is going to reboot once again. <laughs> she should be in stuff like this getting uh, nominated for awards. Uh, I'm going Grand Budapest, should, and Birdman will. All right, Chris. Well, all right. Uh, and, <laughs> All right, idiot. All right. Way to go, dummy. Um, uh, animated <laughs> feature. Look, can we just skip it? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's Big Hero 6, Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Song of the Sea, Tail and Princess Kaguga. Kaguga. Kaguya. 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 That's it. Kaguya. All right. Um, Big All Hero right. 6. Okay. Song of the Sea, no one has seen yet, so that's kind of amazing that that squeaked in, mm-hmm. but. Animators nominating animators, they you know they I guess saw it somehow. Or. I don't know how. I think I can see how every movie got here except How to Train Your Dragon two and how Lego Movie did not get in there. I think mean, all you had to do if you swapped out How to Dra- Train Your Dragon two with Lego Movie, I'd be happy with this category because Song of the Sea. That's the director that did uh, Secret of Kells, and these are beautiful mm-hmm. uh, 2D animated movies. And the Japanese one, The Tale of Princess Kaguya, is also another beautifully right. animated mm-hmm. film. But here's where the whole gang steps in, everybody that does every kind of movie making that isn't animation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I bet you the animator's right. block is the smallest group in yeah. the Academy. And Box Trolls is uh, stop motion, which, you know, nobody makes that anymore. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think, I think all of them are probably, you know, super cool to look at but it's the best animated feature film and i i'm kind of surprised you you see so your were you thumbs down on how to train your dragon 2 like yeah i uh, loved I, it and i loved the first one i i I, one. I was pleasantly surprised because i thought you know it'd be hard to make a sequel because that first one was so good mm-hmm. i liked it i wouldn't put i would do i liked i thought i thought it was more emotional than the first one i thought that uh you know because they can kill somebody in the first one they didn't really kill anybody that you mm. know I liked I liked Dragon too, but I agree with Chris in the sense that you should have swapped this out for Lego Movie. Well, no, I fucking swap out Song of the Sea or Tale of Princess because as much as uh, you know, that's great that they you know that they're respecting these uh, unknown animators, but uh, they can't possibly win. Yeah, you know, because everybody's going to vote, so they're going to it's going to be How to Train Your Dragon two or Big Hero six. That's all there is to it. You know, because I, be I can't imagine a whole academy sitting through box trolls, even though yeah. I think it looks cool. And well, you know what is also interesting about this category in a, a day of computer animation? There's only two computer animated movies on this mm-hmm. out of the five. I bet you computers got involved in all of them. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> they there was a computer at some point in the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but uh, okay. I'm well, so I'm going to really go up against you on this one. I'm going to say should will on How to Train Your Dragon Two. Oh wow! And either way, if How to Train Your Dragon Two or Big Hero Six wins, uh, our friend T.J. Miller was uh, in yep. in both. I'm going should will on Big Hero. So Six. good for him because I really like that film. 
I'd like to. We it. saw that movie at a screening that TJ set up. That was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, sorry I voted against you on that one, TJ, because he does have a big part, bigger part in Big Hero Six, and that's my favorite part of Big Hero Six is the setup, the reveal at the end. That makes it seem like the if they make a sequel yeah. or a franchise or whatever, mm-hmm. that TJ's really his character is going to be mm-hmm. even more uh, front and center. What and then Chris? next uh, thing, you know what? I'm going to go. Uh, should will Big Hero Six. Mm. Chris on a should will. All right, guys, home stretch. Oof. Performance by an actress in a supporting role: Patricia Arquette, Boyhood, Laura Dern, Wild, Kira Knightley, Imitation Game, Emma Stone, and Birdman, Meryl Streep, Into the Woods. I mean, our goal here today is to make this take as long as the actual awards, right? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what we want to do. We're on the um, last page. Yeah, we're really killing it. <laughs> I would say, oh, I think it's not going to be Meryl Streep. No, I, I, I think I think I don't. I don't get that. I don't. I don't get that. She's in a movie. Let's nominate her. No, thing. it's like Roger Deakins. If he because even the predictions were saying she was definitely going to get nominated. Yeah, it's just the name. As soon as you have her in something, that's you know it's the it's same reason. Fucking Duvall can sneak in on the goddamn judge. Like <laughs> this is just oh Meryl Streep's great. Yeah, yeah, but not in. I mean, not that she's bad and in Into the Woods, but come on, man. Is this of all the female actresses out there? Like the woman who played uh, Dr. King's wife, she's not on this list. Like, uh, screeners. I, it's, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a, you know, that's the, the shame of this thing is that why does it have to be January 1 to December 31st every year? Like, why, like it's such an arbitrary choice. Like, let's judge all the movies against each other in this one year. And the majority of them comes out, they come out in December. Right? Yeah. And, and for, for just for that's how it used to run. be. That's how it used to be. Like, they used to be really big with the qualifying runs. But I think because of Netflix and the internet and cable and on demand and all that stuff, it's just business wise launching a campaign by putting a movie out for a week to get people to see it. Like that's the, the animated movie that we haven't seen the song of the sea or whatever mm-hmm. that, that had to play in New York and LA for a week. And I didn't even notice that oh, happening. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. And, you and know, it, you used to, they used to have a bigger promotional splash along with the one week qualifying run. Taylor, like, Taylor, and you used yeah, to have to go to the too. newspaper to pick right. what movie you were going to see and what time you were going to see it at. And the ads would say one week qualifying run. They'd, mm-hmm. they'd really be explicit about it. And now you can't find that written anywhere the no. movie the movie's just playing it lasts for a week maybe they take some ads out in the trades and you know but the trades aren't even it. the trades anymore right you only, it's all on the internet unless you're involved in the film you have no idea what it's about or when it's coming out right yeah and for a lot of these a, a same thing with the tale of princess kaguya there was uh there's no way to know when it was coming out where or yeah. anything there was nothing i didn't know anything about it until now i had a yeah. chance to see Big it Hero at a Six, festival and you kind of knew yeah <laughs> That was trumpeted quite a bit. Well, I I, I tell you what, I mean, I don't know. I like Patricia Arquette. Um, Great actress. Great actress. Showed up every every year and uh, played a character that was a lady that has two kids and (laughs) bad choices of husbands and... Like I just didn't I didn't I didn't find the characters that interesting. I I thought everybody does a great job. So what do you think for actress? Um and Laura Dern sort of squeaked in there. I haven't seen Wild yet, but uh, it seems like she's kind of a, an emotional pin in that movie. Like well, that's why the daughter goes on that hike. Yeah, well, it, it's it's all done in flashbacks. Uh, and Laura Dern, you kind of see her arc as a mom because 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 uh, Reese Witherspoon flashes back to like a five year old girl, a teenage girl, a girl in her twenties, and so um, Laura Dern um, really. And you see the lessons Laura Dern's trying to teach Reese Witherspoon that she didn't get at the time, but in the flashback, she's like, yeah, maybe. Laura Dern does a great job in this film. Um, I like Patricia Arquette in Boyhood because you see her just young, got pregnant young. (laughs) You see how she's trying to do her best job Mm -hmm. in each point in his life. But she is like a single mom who's struggling and makes dumb choices with men. Um, but also was frustrated with Ethan Hawke. Um, I, she's just a solid actress. Yeah, I, she she's definitely great. Like I, I actually used to watch that show that she was on Medium. I thought she was really good on that. Yeah, she's good. Kira Knightley is um, good in the Imitation Game. Um, I yeah, I, I enjoyed her just as much. Well, I haven't seen it, but I enjoyed her also in um, Begin Again. 
And uh, she's really good. At that. The thing to keep in mind for people that are filling out their ballots for uh, p- pools is that supporting actress is where the Academy, even though they don't get together and discuss it as a group, they tend to give it to a, a attractive young actress. It's a kind of a thing they give to a child actor or a mm-hmm. young actress to sort of anoint people, you know, kind of like the an Academy. An ingenue. You know, Marissa Tomei, Mira, uh, uh, Mira Sorvino, uh, right. you know, year after year. Who won last year? Do we remember? Every once in a while, it'll be like an old person, you know? <laughs> but it tends to be... So I think that there's a very good chance Emma Stone could snag this and be anointed by the Academy as a mm. star to watch or whatever. Mm. But I think Patricia Arquette will win because I just think showing up, working on a movie for 12 years is is going to... That's going to win over most of the Academy right. and, and nobody could possibly have a bad word to say about that woman. You know, I, I agree with will win uh, should I'm going to recuse cause I haven't seen enough of the other performances. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> that's fair. Maybe I should do that too. Patricia Arquette won the golden globe, um, which leads me, which where it's why I kind of lean towards what you just said, Doug. So I, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to go Patricia Arquette with a should will. Because I you know that the Golden Globes are voted on by people who've never made a movie, right? Never been on a set, maybe in some cases. But I think I think <laughs> this though, I think Emma Stone wasn't in enough of Birdman and strong enough to get in on the reasons. That that's a very legitimate thing that they always vote for the young. I just don't think Emma Stone and she's, Anna Paquin, yeah, Tatum O'Neill. <laughs> but I think Emma Stone is a li- almost a little too established at this point. And I think what Patricia Arquette did, like you said, 18% of whatever, 18% are actors, they're going to go, wow, that was so amazing that she came and did this role over 12 years. Uh, that's what I think is going to win. Cool. All right. All right, boys, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I go, I should Emma, will Patricia, but I also have to admit I need, still need to see Wild and... Still need to see wild and imitation. You're recusing yourself from everything, Chris. No, I'm going to will win. Patricia Arquette should recused because <laughs> I haven't seen enough. All right, of the best other performance ones. by an actress in a leading role. I haven't seen any of them. All right, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Saw one. Marion Cotillard, <laughs> Two Days, One Night. Uh, Felicity Jones, Theory of Everything. Uh, Julianne Moore for Still Alice, Rosamund which just came out. Yeah, by I the know. Way. They just released this. Rosamund Pike, Gone Girl, Reese Witherspoon for Wild. Um, to me, the thing about Still Alice, because she just won the Golden Globe and it just got released, that might, since the ballots are just going out, I think that might push Julianne Moore up into a, as a front runner. Um, because of attention spans. Because of attention spans, exactly. And because it, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of the voters have early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> so It's a very relatable film. Relatable. You know what I mean? Like, if everyone's like, hey, what's the Still Alice movie? Oh, she just won. Oh, I should go see that. Or I just got the screener now to where I think it, I think it might do it. it uh, I mean, I thought Rosamund Pike was great. I really liked Reese Witherspoon. Um uh, Felicity Jones is is good. The two days one night I haven't seen. So the fact that two days one night that that she showed up, you know, uh, squeaked in there with something that people hadn't really heard of, mm-hmm. uh, speaks a lot to how much the Academy loves her and yeah. her performance. But she already won Best Actress once before. Uh, Julianne Moore has she won before? Did she, did she win for Boogie Nights? I don't. I think she did. May have. Um, I think she did, but I'm gonna go. Should but win. still, for best I'm actress, everybody is just raving about her performance in that movie. And yeah, yeah, and that it's true that the she won the Globe and she didn't win it for musical or comedy. It was for drama. So I I think that's a should will. Yeah, Julianne Moore is always you know I mean she's just been so sturdy for so long. We played uh, Last Man Stanton with her on. Um, Doug Loves movies and just the sheer volume of roles she's played. Oh yeah, is uh, pretty amazing. Chris, you should willing. Same, yeah. Go with Julian Moore. Okay, supporting role by an actor: Bobby Duvall in The Judge, Ethan Hawke Boyhood, Edward Norton Birdman, Foxcatcher with Mark Ruffalo, J.K. Simmons Whiplash. Strong category, except for Robert Duvall. Um, <laughs> right, I, I got, right. Who might win? Right. 
I, I, you know, I, I think it's between Duvall and Simmons. Really? You think uh, Duvall has a chance? I do because, because he's Robert Duvall. The fucking got career it. award. Yeah. Oh, I got you. You know, and uh, it's like Meryl Streep, man. But he has won before, so it's not like he's lacking. And he is a great actor. He is great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that's the kind of movie that people go into wanting to love it. And he's, he was probably, he's the best thing in it. Yes. And that's, you know, that's hard to do when you're opposite uh, Robert Downey Jr. to be the best. So that's good for I, him. Simmons won for Whiplash. I, I'm going to. Is, and I think Mark Ruffalo does a great job in Foxcatcher. Edward Norton is is very intriguing in Birdman, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Shouldwill on Whip on J.K. Simmons. I'm with you. I'm just. I'm just rooting for that. I'm gonna to go. Be honest with you. J.K. Simmons will Robert Duvall in oh, an upset. I think he's nice. gonna get a career award. I don't think it's gonna be an upset. I mean, I think it's legit. You know, because. Uh, Chris Mancini going out on a limb. I'm I mean, all it. these guys are always always really good. You know, and uh, th- that's where. Ruffalo could sneak in there because he's so not he's so unruffaloish. You know, know, it's such a such a different performance. I haven't seen it, but you know, he's really good, and it is just it, just the pictures of him, and it's well, like that's, what? That's Mark Ruffalo. That's why Mark Ruffalo is so good. He's not playing a typical Mark Ruffalo character. He's playing an actual guy who was a wrestler. He, it, it's it's like I would never cast Mark Ruffalo in that role, <laughs> but he was that because I don't right. I couldn't you see, don't him, see him, doing him that way, it, and and he was amazing in it. Um, Same with Carell. I mean, that's the thing that's interesting about uh, Bennett Miller as a filmmaker is like, you know, he's one of the he he stuck his neck out first on, uh, you know, Jonah Hill having a a big, uh, pretty dramatic Mm -hmm. part. And, uh, you know, he's definitely uh, got an eye for, uh, you know, he's had Bennett Miller's made three movies and there's been acting nominations in, I believe, every one. Yeah. And uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman won for Capote. He gets great performances out of people. Yeah. So, performance by an actor in a leading role. Uh, we have Steve Carell, Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper, American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch, The Imitation Game, Michael Keaton, Birdman, and Eddie Redmayne, The Theory of Everything. Where the fuck is Tanning Chatham? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is uh, Oyelio for... Yeah, that, that, there's, there's very obvious uh, snubbage going on in this category, but that's just because it was a great... Great, great year, I now, think. Now, this is also one, Doug, I, I think, I know you'd mentioned this before, is where they kind of reward maybe a career in one of these. Like, when you look at, like, Michael Keaton, how many awards has he actually received? Like, this could be the one where he actually gets yeah, one. Yeah, and he's been winning everywhere uh, leading up to right. this. So there's that there's that momentum factor. The, uh, the one uh, very significant uh, exception to that rule was when uh, Bill Murray did not win for Lost in Translation. <laughs> right, but who do you lose to, though? I'll look that up. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, that was probably a two, you know, kind of a two-man race at that point. Like, this year, there's a lot of uh, grumbling that he didn't get a nomination for St. Vincent. St. Vincent, yeah. Which he was very good in. Yeah, I, I'd I, give him an Oscar for Rushmore before that. What though. was the one that, uh, oh, was it Billy Crystal was the host? He said, don't worry, but we all still love you. Like, it was actually acknowledged that he didn't win. At the, oh, the awards. Yeah, maybe. Because it was, you know, it seemed like he was going to win. I mean, you know, Bill Murray seems half his career now seems to be uh, trying to win Oscars. Right. <laughs> like, he seems to be really swinging for the fences, you know, because so. he played what's the president that was in a wheelchair. Um, yeah. <laughs> Roosevelt. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, it was my, whatever that, somewhere on the Hudson or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Um, all right. <sighs> I it, think it's it, going to be my. You didn't Keaton. figure out who Bill Murray lost to? I couldn't find it. Oh, Jesus. Um, Just go. Uh, Google who did Bill Murray lose the Oscar to? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that movie, Lost in Translation. So did I. I think it's great. Um, but, I, you know, I really think this is going to go to Michael Keaton because of, again, I think it's going to be another great performance coupled with a career award kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just. It's his year, but that having been said, Eddie Redmayne, you know, goes goes totally cripple. Uh, he, goes full. Lost to, he lost to Sean Penn. Sean. Oh, that shitty actor. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Penn in Milk. Uh, I believe. Yeah, of course he lost. No, it was uh, Mystic River. Oh, he yeah. lost it really in Mystic River. Oh no That's wonder he looks so pissed. That's a heavy performance. Yeah. It's not my daughter in there! 
Yeah, yeah. You're not going to beat that. That movie was a bummer. You're walking around going, ah, what kind of restaurant makes you cook your own food? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but Redmayne does a, 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 you know, supposedly amazing job, uh, you know, transforming into this, you know, real person that everybody knows. And, yes. and also, it's a, I, and I, that's the thing I said. Another when I biopic, saw it. too. Well, it's a biopic, and I said this when I saw it, is just from an acting standpoint, and I knew he'd get a nomination, is half of the movie he is acting with a handicap. I mean, with like an, a gradual one mm-hmm. and then in a wheelchair. And like that to me, just from a physical standpoint, I was like, that is amazing acting. And then how he slowly starts to take on it. Like you say, a guy that actually exists that we see in his wheelchair using his computer to speak for him. Um, that's why I think Redmayne's going to win this. Yeah, and in, I'm sure in his younger scenes in the movie, he's just spouting all this brilliant shit yep. that's hard to learn and say. And, yep. you know, yeah, and he's full of life, and he's really sharp and quick. And um, But how about this piece of information? Uh, 60% of the time when an actor is nominated three years in a row, they win. And this is Bradley Cooper's third nomination. I think in he's three years. I don't think he's going to win. I think he's too. I think he's in a, in a movie weird people way, are really excited about right now. I don't think. I don't think he's going to pull it off. I don't think he's going to pull it off over Michael Keaton or Eddie Redmayne. I think Bradley. I think American Sniper might um, win Best Picture, but I don't think he's going to win for Best Actor. So who's your who's your this category, Chris? I'm going to go should and will for Michael Keaton. Ooh, should and will. I'm going to recuse on should. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I really got to see Redmayne um, and Corell and Cumberbatch. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'm so far behind. But, but that's what I'm saying. The reason I'm so far behind is because even if they're exceptionally well made, these movies seem boring to me. Mm-hmm. You know? I just, it's just something about Imitation Game. I'm just like, I can't get into it. But I'm sure it's really well done. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Keaton. Keaton for the will. But Redmayne could squeak in there. It's it's happened before. There's been plenty of times where there's somebody, you Here's know, Paul Newman lost a few times to younger actors until they finally gave it to him for the wrong movie. Right. <laughs> Here's what I'm doing. All right. Uh-oh. That's- Crazy based on Doug's statistics. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I make up as we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you, Doug, you said Keaton is a should will? You I'm say? saying he's a will. I'm recusing, oh, recusing yeah, on yeah. should. Okay. My should, Eddie Redmayne. Okay. Mm-hmm. My will, Brad Cooper. Wow. Okay. Because I think Mixing what Doug just said about the three years in a row thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's been, also gives an amazing performance as that as the raccoon in, in Guardians. Yeah. And he's on Broadway right now killing it as Elephant Man. That's where they say it might hurt him is that since he's on Broadway uh, all the way up until like even I uh, maybe maybe he's what? he's there through the whole thing yeah he can't do as much he could still do a ton of TV I in just, New York yeah I think that the three years in a row statistic and the fact that it just did 107 million this past weekend at the box office and everyone so everyone has seen it it's and Clint Eastwood fun. has not been nominated and nothing else right. really in big categories it's all technical or best picture so that could be the award that goes to American Sniper I really got to see it I, I tried to see it one night and I was at the ArcLight and uh, you know I got high as I do and then it wasn't going to start for like another hour. So I sat at the bar and had a few drinks. And then when I went in, like, I, I don't even think the trailers were done before I nodded off in my seat. And <laughs> I fucking woke up when the credits were rolling. I was like, what the fuck? How did, Perfect I, how did I sleep through that entire movie? <laughs> um, but uh, I do want to see it. Uh, and Again. And then, yeah. <laughs> and, then, the uh, and then weigh in, you know, because uh, it's really, I've heard such mixed things about it. Like some people think it's a bad movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. I've heard that. I've heard that from a lot of people. All right. Well, let's get into it now. Final category, best motion picture of the year. Only eight out of ten. America. I mean, Clint Eastwood, of all people, didn't get nominated for best director. So I that's know. not a good sign. Right. Um, American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, Grand Budapest Hotel, Imitation Game, Selma, Theory of Everything, Whiplash. You didn't say the full title on one. It's Whiplash or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I'm what, what I think is going to happen here. All right, go ahead. Here we go. Lay, lay it on us. I think 
the because of what's happened in this country in the last six, seven months with Ferguson, the guy getting choked out in Staten Island, um, how the race issue is really big. So American Sniper is going to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think, and because Selma did not send out screeners, did the weird release date thing that Doug was talking about, like they didn't push it enough. That was That's on Selma. But I think this is where the Academy goes, Selma, we're going to give you best picture because there's all these, there's all this buzz, but all these categories are just like almost all, all white actors or actresses. And I think this is where they're going to go, oh, we messed up and Selma is going to win to make it right. That's what I think they're going to do. I think there's a very strong, and it's a good. Like, I've seen there's it. a, it's very, a very strong chance for that. Like the only, the only Selma backlash there's been, and it's and it's also hit a few of the other movies, including American Sniper and Unbroken, is the thing that gets thrown around about uh, the cha- changing some of the oh, facts yeah. changing, for the course yeah. of a movie. Yeah, and so they say for that biopics. all the stuff with the. Uh, uh, president. Well, that's with Tom Wilkinson. They say that that's that that relationship is not uh, accurate. Well, that's mm-hmm. here's 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 the, the in thing. Selma. And in, in, here's what happened with that. They they that was where they the director I think made a mistake. As I mm-hmm. as I when I reviewed the movie, what was it last week? I talked about that's where they depicted LBJ incorrectly, and there's 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 recordings of LBJ talking about Selma, like, no, we need these guys on TV and everything. And, and the movie depicts like he's just kind of bullied around by Dr. King, which is, I don't think, accurate at all. Now, also, too, I found out um, with regard to the speeches, and I don't know how this will, this will weigh into the voting, but but the King estate owns the rights to all these speeches. So he, they had to rewrite these speeches because he can't say them. USA Today released his I Have a Dream speech several years ago. The King family sued USA Today and won. Really? Yes. So the director- Why do they want to keep that a secret? They just- This movie's a perfect opportunity to teach, you know, several generations what he said in that speech. The speeches have to be modified? Yes. Oh my God. And they just switch little- you know, and that's little to, words around and made perfect sense to me. I had a nap yeah. <laughs> and here's what came to me while I was napping. In my nap, I believe that white children and black children can play together in a park. And then I um, ate a whistle sandwich. <laughs> I ate a whistle sandwich and a butter nap. Yeah. So, I, which is why to made sense to me as to why I thought the weakest part of Yelio's performance was the speeches because, but that, but I, I, I gave him an excuse. I cut him slack because I was like, well, it's hard to beat Dr. King. He's one of the greatest orators of the last hundred right. years. That to me made sense. So anyway, that's just sort of a piece of information I just came across in this. But I still think that this is where the Academy is going to say, hey, we got to – the fact that Selma didn't out screeners is, 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 the, is the filmmaker's fault. Well, the studio. It's the studio's fault, whatever. It is their fault. The release date, that's the Mm -hmm. studio's fault. But um, it is then, you got to see this movie. Yeah, I I agree with that. In theory, that's a a really good theory. It just depends on how much talk there is about about it and how many people actually watch it and, you know, decide that they should, you know, it's just, you know, Boyhood is such a groundbreaking it's uh-huh. just such a unique thing. And it's now it's gotten all this buzz from the Golden Globes. It's it's kind of got a lot of momentum right now. I mean, I dare say Theory of Everything and Imitation Game are like the only movies on this list that aren't, you know, uh particularly groundbreaking in any in any mm-hmm. way. You know, they're just but they're well made. They're well made. I assume yeah. I haven't seen them. I mean, my should win is Interstellar. Yeah. Uh, I will win Selma because I just Interstellar. you guys both loved Interstellar. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. See, that's I think part of the reason Interstellar is uh, you know not up for Best Picture and not up for any acting roles is because I think it's 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 while it tried to be a a lot of a movie of the heart, I don't think that came across. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't find any of the characters compelling. Like I didn't think I don't think any of the actors got snubbed. Right. Mm. You know. Even though the movie itself is uh, an, an achievement for me, it just did. I wasn't interested in any of the characters. Um, but 
So what do you think? That's just should, me, you know. Shouldn't will. Well, I, my will is I'm going to stick with Boyhood. I, I, you know, the day the nominations came out, I tweeted, "Boyhood's going to win." Let's see you later. But that Selma thing could really. I'm going to recuse on should win because I really I got to see f- four or five more movies. All right, I'm going to go should and will Boyhood. Wow, yeah. Chris on a should will. Yeah, I haven't seen four of them, but. Oh, so you're going should because you're I do. Uh, racist? <laughs> I like uh, movies nice. that take 14 years to make. That's uh, <laughs> Oh, Selma, you know, that life took a lot longer to live. <laughs> um, but also Selma just just covers one period of time, right? It's like kind of like Lincoln where they kind of picked an area instead of doing a let's get him in old age makeup. No, and it's, it's mm. literally that march in Selma, Alabama. That point in time. And leading up to that. What that and, and it doesn't even cover – he doesn't get assassinated in it? None of it. Oh, okay. It's literally – that's and I, I believe Not that's – Not to spoil that for anybody that was yeah, <laughs> hoping for that to happen. That's 65. It's really basically there's it's about they cover about six months. Sounds like a neat yeah. idea, and you know that there's a lot of backlash for you know this is the this was the opportunity for the Academy to nominate a black woman yes. director. There, that's yeah. and yeah. they just fucking blew it. But you know they only get to pick five, and she probably came in sixth place, right, or close to it, right. or not enough people in the Academy saw it. Like just that timing is so important. Yeah, it sure Sucks. is. Well, it, and it's how much money gets put into the marketing Well, this campaign year's show, too. I mean, we've talked about it in years past, but this year really shows you the amount of money you put into the marketing, how you market it, when it's released. These things factor in so much yeah. because everyone know, like everyone is out there getting their Oscar movie ready and when they're going to release it. So it is fucking competitive as shit. When yes. there's 10,000 oh, yeah. movies released every year. <laughs> when a, like when a movie like Black Hat is coming out and it says from the director of Heat and Collateral mm-hmm. and it's being released in January. Yeah, you already I go, know. From the director of those great movies comes a movie that's not good enough to win a single award from anywhere. Anything? Because you can't... Right. Silence of the Lambs is the only movie in the history yeah. of the Academy that came out in January and managed to win Best Picture. Well, I'll give you the exact... Duffing Ground, generally January, February, but, you know. But but flipping this now, this Moby Dick movie that Ron Howard is supposed was supposed to come out in March, they have now pushed it to December. Right, because it's, uh, you know, he probably needs more time with it, but also, like, let's, let's, take a let's shot put at it. it out there it's when, a it's, lot of work when you to get make an a Oscar movie. shot. Mediocre, <laughs> but I think I think movies need. To, I think the movies that have the best chance in award season are the ones that debut at, at Toronto in September, right. and have a slow rollout over October and November, and, then and they, are in theaters everywhere by Christmas. And yes. they also they get buzzed at the Golden Globes. It's like a lead up, right? And then they send out a shit ton of screeners. Right. I mean, so the screener thing was so so obvious this year of how much of a misstep that was by right. Selma and and Interstellar. They're cutting back in general. Like I, you know, I. My Writers Guild uh, thing is, uh, you know, my membership lapsed because I haven't written any Writers Guild things yeah, mine too. in a few years. Mm-hmm. So, like, that but certainly cut into anymore. my screeners. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I'm SAG, and I didn't get a single screener. Because you're not on the nominating committee. No, no. I know people that said they got some. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that, that after the, you know. What I, the mistake mm-hmm. I made with SAG was I forgot to up, I had to re-up my dues by a, some date in December. That might have been it. I yeah, might right. not have, because I'm so lazy about paying my dues because I'm like, you know, you have to be so in such arrears with that to uh, well, no, to they, be told you can't work when you show up on a set. They right? let you go if you don't make enough money in a certain amount of years. That's guild money anyway for WGA. Like yep. if you don't have a union job in a couple of years, you're yeah. You're they just out, put you, you on. Uh, they, yeah, they inactive. just put you in some inactive, inactive status, yeah, yeah. so I can get back in when you know whenever I write right, something. Exactly. But I don't. I don't know if I'll do that again. So I, I may. But but in general, they you know it seems like. Uh, the amount of money a movie makes because of Oscar win or nomination now has maybe reached a point where it's it's not worth as much effort as they've put in in the past. Mm. You know, because it just does. Like, how much more is American Sniper going to make because you know it, it, you know based on any wins that it gets at the Academy Awards, well, it's already a fucking smash hit. But look what American Sniper did. Such a limited release in December, and then. Wide and three yeah, weeks yeah. later goes wide, but wide right before the ballots go out. Like, yeah, and also uh, probably they, that movie got sent to everybody in the academy. Yeah, like not sending screeners to the academy is is probably a mistake. Yeah, clearly. 
but you know it's it's pricey it is pricey but you have you have to do it's it. part of the marketing budget put, <laughs> put build it in yeah um well that's our episode ladies and gentlemen did we all say who should win already yeah. for best picture yeah, yeah. okay mm-hmm. sorry uh, Doug, and, Doug and Chris went Boyhood, and, and I went, went Selma. Selma. That's yeah. it. All right, that'd be interesting if Snelba. I mean, you're you're absolutely right. That could really play into the voting, but there's just too many people in the Academy. I think that admire what was done with Boyhood. You know, I just think too, like after what happened last year. You know, Twelve Years a Slave got all these nominations and wins, and it mm-hmm. was last. You know, it was like, oh, this. I mean, honestly, this feels like a ballot from the from 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, and yeah, and as far as the whitewashing goes, like, uh, you know, uh, Spike Lee and people like that complaining about how there's no, no people of color nominated for any of the acting uh, nominations, there's 20 slots right. for actors. And, uh, you know, uh, how many how many movies? We right. already talked about that, like 350 movies. Mm-hmm. And how many of those have great roles for black actors? It's like, mm-hmm. that's where it's... It's got to start on the production yeah, end. Yeah. Denzel to, Washington got the equalizer. You know, when they say you know, <laughs> when they say this is the lowest number of uh, nominees of color since uh, 1988 or whatever year they're quoting uh, for however long ago it was, it's like, well, yeah, but in every year since 88 to now, there have been people of color nominated in these categories. Right. You know, so it's not like. And so for people that say, well, we're going backwards, that's that's not really fair because it's all. It's also arbitrary anyway. There are black and white actors that deserve to be nominated and weren't. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, because there there's absolutely only so were. many spots. There's only so many spots. You know, if you really want to win, uh, winning is so important to you, write a Broadway show. <laughs> yeah. Because they choose, you know, six six musicals, <laughs> right. you know, or ten, ten musicals at most uh, get to share all the uh, the awards pie. Well, this was a supersized episode, This is a big it? episode, guys. You're not, you're getting two episodes in this one. This is your two episodes this week. Should we split it week. up? Yeah, we could split yeah, it take up. Take a few yeah. weeks off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So see the world. This garage is boring. <laughs> <laughs> we spend a lot uh, well, of time guys, in it. Uh, post, it's not a boring garage. There's a lot to look at. <laughs> uh, post your 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 should wills uh, on the Facebook page and on the message boards as soon oh, as you can yeah. log in. As soon as you can log in, go on Twitter, put all our names in it, and then should. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we want to hear what you guys think. Drive us crazy with your bullshit opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Doug, where can people find and listen to you? You got tour dates. What's cooking? Uh, you know, I'm doing a bunch of Doug Loves movies out there in the country. Uh, you, you pop up on them occasionally. And um, I got one coming up in uh, St. Louis this Saturday. And then um, since this is a movie podcast, I should mention that there's this thing called uh, – Master Pancake in uh, in Texas in Austin Texas at the Alamo Draft House Theaters where they they were doing it before me but they they interrupt movies similar to the Benson movie interruption but they're like they're like a little bit more strategic and and do like a they do like a wacky sketch and stuff and uh, but it's a whole lot of fun and they do these shows called Choose Your Own Pancake where audience members bring in DVDs of movies and then they all stand up on the stage and they have to defend their movie, like why we should watch that movie and make fun of it. And then, uh, so then that's all improvised once we do start making fun of it. And then, uh, you know, the audience gets to vote on, you know, which, which one we should do. The Alamo Draft House. Those theaters are so great. They're so great, and they have such inventive programming like this. First, you know, first uh, to step up and say, we're going to show the interview anyway, you know, when all that went down. Um, But uh, so I'm doing two Master Pancake shows uh, on Friday, January uh, 30th at the uh, Alamo Ritz. And they they always sell out, and they're always super fun. So uh, come on down, bring a movie. And then all of my dates are at uh, douglasmovies.com. And your Twitter handle is Doug Benson. <laughs> Spelled Doug Benson. With an at symbol in front of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't forget that. Um, all right, cool. Uh, Where are you going to be? I'll tell you that right now, pal. I'm going to be headlining the improv at Harvey's Hotel and Casino in beautiful South Lake Tahoe, January 28th through February 1. I will be watching the Super Bowl in the sports book. In Ooh, <laughs> join him in the sports book, you guys. Um, Who are you rooting for? Uh, Who's the should win? Who's the will win? Ooh, I think I'm going to go Patriots. 
Patriots. Really? It's a it's going to be a tight game because here's the thing. Seattle has an amazing lights out defense, but they gave up 22 points to an injured Aaron Rodgers. That made me give I was a little like, really? Russell Wilson had a horrible game, but came on strong. In the, so I don't see him having two bad games in a row. He's a Who's really, this girl, Aaron Rodgers, you speak of? She is adorable. She is a Hollywood's new... Oh, I'm thinking of Aaron Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I think, and the, what the Patriots did to the Colts, they just waxed him. Tom Brady looks like, I'm going to go get my third fucking Super Bowl, and I'm going to get it now. That's right, and then he'll be what the third guy to to be in three Super Bowl quarterback yeah. three Super Bowl. Well, he's wins. the first guy to ever be in six. This is their sixth appearance, and this will be one of. There's only there's Bradshaw has four. Uh, um, I think Staubach maybe, and um, what's his? Uh, so if he wins this one, he'll he'll tie it up for four. No, no, he'll he'll be, still be behind. He'll still be behind Terry Bradshaw, but. Um, there's Joe Montana, I believe, has three. Mm. But this puts him in, in another elite category because um, John Elway has two. This will put him in a higher category. That's yeah. what I'm going. I'm, it's going to be a tight game, though. It's a pick 'em. Vegas is putting it a pick 'em. They're putting the total at 48 and a half. I'm going to go. I'm going to probably take. Uh, so when you're using planning your trip at Vegas.com, you could go bet on the Super Bowl. You could go yeah. bet on the Super Bowl. Go mm-hmm. to Vegas.com and bet on the Super Bowl. Uh, speaking of Las Vegas... I Isn't it... Be- what's the spread they've said already? It's pick. It's even. Oh, I thought it was like plus one or something. It might, well, it might start moving. If somebody loads up, it might start moving. Um, all, all I know about it is that I have lots of uh, friends and fans in Seattle and Boston, and I'd get, I'm going to recuse myself. Because <laughs> those are some fired up towns for their fucking teams. I, I love the Seahawks. <laughs> I love both teams. I love the way both teams play. I, I just think the Patriots, I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a tight shootout. I think it's going to be higher scoring than people think. All um, right. But. So Vegas.com. Vegas.com. Use coupon code CFN to go see me headline February 17th through the 22nd. I will also, this just got added, I'll be headlining the Hollywood Improv on Valentine's Day, February 14th. Um, Baron Vaughn is on the show. Uh, we're getting some other people. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be a very fun. Sounds show. romantic. It is so romantic. Candles. You can have some candles. I've been doing a lot of candles. I'm also doing a uh, comics on safari uh, with Mariano. What? what is that? You're gonna go out and shoot things? Yeah, we go shoot people. No, it's uh, it's uh, all comedians who surf. Um, so Mar- oh, surfari. Com- no, it's just Safari. Okay. Surf, maybe it's Safari. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that'll be at the Brea, Cal- Brea Improv on Wednesday, February 11th. Why is it called Safari? Because uh, it's, it's an adventure. You go on surf safaris. We call them surf safaris all the time. Mm-hmm. So you go on like a long surf trip. So you guys are going to talk a lot about surfing in the show? or It's just a bunch of comics who surf. We all mm-hmm. might do one. Surfing comics. I like that. That's yeah, and fun. it's sponsored mm-hmm. by Maui and Sons. And they you got to have that Beach Boys uh, surfing safari. Yeah. Uh, Play, your play little theme you song, Pay Your Ass Cap Feast. Morning, noon, and night. <laughs> Christopher, how about you? I will be at the Improv in Lake Tahoe uh, a few weeks after you on oh, February shit. 11th to Good the Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> he, with, uh, he tears that place down. <laughs> I'm actually going to be with Will Durst, who I've, uh, oh. I'm, I'm actually looking for. <laughs> Reaction. Reaction. <laughs> uh, I've never worked with them before. I'm, I'm Super excited nice to work dude. with them. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, shit's gonna get political. Oh yeah. He's gonna have some stuff to say. He's yeah, he say might have some about the government there in Tahoe. He might have some opinions. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, um, check us Annex out. Annex Tahoe. We are uh, at Comedy Film Nerds on Twitter. We also are on Instagram. Oh, I just joined Instagram. Oh, so Graham is my Instagram title. Um, so why didn't you go with Instagram? Damn it! Oh, that would have been perfect. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) That'll be the name of my next album. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, you should. Come on, let's make it as dumb. You should do that thing that Instagram just add funny. The punchline tried doing this. Make the title. The punchline tried to do this a while back where they were like recording comedian shows and then selling that very show to the audiences they were leaving. Mm. But, uh, you know, that's kind of, to me, like any given set, I might not want them selling it to everybody right afterwards, you know, if it didn't go great or Mm, whatever. But uh, that might, if you're calling it Instagram, that might be a fun thing to do, like figure out a way to sell the show you just did. 
And Ooh, call it that. Call it mm-hmm. Instagram. Yeah. And that could play into your whole bit about how people complain about, uh, you know, when they buy a CD, buy a comic, and it's got stuff on there that they heard at one of your shows. You yeah. can say, this CD, you've heard every fucking word of it. <laughs> so don't bitch to me if you buy it. <laughs> All right, guys. Make it a runner. New marketing tips. <laughs> I'm always coming up with people, ideas for other people's careers. <laughs> Should really, should really think about my own shit. Uh, well, that's our show, you guys. Is this the longest episode we've ever this done? This is a two-hour episode. This oh, is a, my God. We're going to split Let's this up. Let's go another hour yeah. and yeah. Yeah. be as long as the Oscars. Let's talk about the Golden Globes from 1978. Let's do that next. Yeah. You know, it was funny. That year... <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. That's our episode. Thank you so much, Doug Benson, for coming into the Nerd Garage. Um, my name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. As always, remember... Han shot first.